Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here's your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along with the wonderful Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Ed. Good. Kimberly is looking tan. She's wearing a cute little skirt or dress. <laughs> it's a dress. And it's the middle of winter. Uh, Go well, Arizona. Yeah, thank gosh we're here in Arizona because uh, this would not happen anywhere else, I don't think. Maybe right? like Hawaii, right? Yeah. California. Yeah. Florida. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so um, we have an interesting show today. Uh, we were going to have it on another topic, but we chose to do a quick change because of the attention a recent research uh, had gained over the media. Yeah. Uh, This research was published about a week and a half ago, and it was, the topic was how cannabis can prevent the body from getting uh, the sars covid 19. So virus. prevent it. Prevent it. Like stop it from entering into the body. Okay. All right. Nothing else. Just that. Mm-hmm. But all the main media uh, channels picked it up. Social media has been buzzing about it everywhere. And we thought, well, we're kind of in a good position to be able to just have a discussion about the study for you so that you can maybe get a better understanding of what that study was, kind of get some perspectives uh, from others uh, uh, that could have an influence on that study. And yeah, that's really what we wanted to do today. Yeah, just make it a little more... Uh, Understandable. I, I, yeah, I tried to read that study. Woo! It's rough, yeah. It's yeah. full of... It's rough for me to read. <laughs> a lot of medical <laughs> terminologies and... Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. very... So, but I, I did. I went through it fairly thorough. And our normal way that we move through this show is the way we're going to do it today, where I'll do all that. I'll provide all the insight. And then you then be the voice of the people going, hey, I need a little bit more clarity here. What is that? Oh, I can connect with that now. Yeah. All right. So that's how we're going to start. And we're just going to do a really good job with this or the best we can. The general overview of this study is that it is referring to cannabinoids, very specific cannabinoids, too. CBDA and CBDG being cell entry inhibitors of the SARS virus, specifically the corona uh, and its and its variants. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. So CBDA and CBGA. Right. Okay. Now let's and and let's why are we why are we calling them CBDA and CBGA? Yeah. What are they? Is because those are acids. They are the precursor to so CBDA is an acid and it is a precursor to the CBD. 
Right. And same for CBGA. It's the precursor of CBG. Okay. Okay. CBD is a major cannabinoid. In other words, there is lots of it in the plant. Mm -hmm. CBDA is minor. CBA, CBG is minor and CBGA is minor. Okay. Okay. And this is the hemp plant. This is it. Right, the hemp plant in the cannabis family. Now, in the cannabis family, they're all present. Remember, just in the marijuana line of the cannabis family, the marijuana just has so much THC in it, it's hard to get to the other, the other cannabinoids. Gotcha. Okay. Without laying flat mm -hmm. on your back somewhere. Uh, all right. Now, cannabinoids are already known as ligands. In other words, what they are is they are cells that are capable of interacting with receptors. It just so happens that COVID, much like every living cell, has a cell surface, has, a, has a, an exterior capability of understanding its environment, lines up proteins and inside the cell, you know, tells the cell what it needs to do. Well, with the SARS-CoV-2 virus, there is what they call a spike protein receptor. So it's this little thing that's poking out. And you, when you see a drawing of a viral cell, you know, especially the SARS, you see it as being round with all these spikes coming out of it. Mm -hmm. That's this protein that they are talking about. Okay. All right, I want to get too, into it too far. Let me, get, let me go a little further to just talk about the overview of the study, and then I'll come back to that. Okay. I, I personally find it very exciting to understand that thing a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I've, uh, I mean just FYI, guys, I've asked Ed these questions <laughs> many times, um, and he's explained them, and they are becoming more familiar to me. Yeah. Right. Uh, All right. And there's been lots of SAR viruses uh, throughout our history. Mm -hmm. All right. So th this is not the first one. Right. <laughs> We've had plenty of them. Just seems like the most persistent. Uh, I bet. I bet everybody would have said that at, e at an occurrence of each one in our history. There's yeah. been about four big ones. Right. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, this very specific study, by the way, called Cannabinoids Block cellular entry of SARS, COVID-2, and emergent variants. That's the name of the study. This study is using collected data from other reviews and studies to form models. And from those models, they are expressing their outcomes. Okay. okay, so it's not like a human study or even an animal study. Correct, okay. correct. Now, they're using data from some who have done those. Okay. But that's what these guys are doing is just modeling. Okay? Important gotcha. to know that. Yeah. But it is peer-reviewed and seems to be very well receptive, re oh. received. Okay. Okay? It, it's fairly new. Yeah. We'll see how that pans out. Uh, okay, let's go back to this. What? This is. What do you mean? What's going on with this? This SARS-CoV-2 virus. Yes, it has these spikes, and then what it wants to do is land on a human cell, and the cell has its receptors too, 
and it lands on the receptor and tricks that receptor into letting it in. So it, it wants to be invited in. Yep. Yeah. And it models itself in such a way that it is. It's welcomed. Come on in. Oh. Once it gets in, then it sends another signal saying, hey, you human cell with the DNA inside of it, start reproducing me because this is good for you. Okay. Yeah, trust me, just start doing it. And that inside your cell, you, your mechanics in there will start to manufacture and remake those virus cells. Okay. So and then that abundance of them get out and go to another one and it'll just keep going and keep going. And that is the spread of this virus throughout your body. Okay. Oh. Now this study was all about blocking that receptor transmission cell that virus cell does not get invited in ah. it can't get in so That's, i mean i think i said the word earlier like a almost like a block like a not like a cocoon but call, call it trans, trans a transmission block okay it's not a big cover it's not wearing a condom none of that <laughs> stuff it's a transmission block going hey uh-uh, I'm on no, to you. I'm on to you. You're not getting in. That's okay. what that is. Okay. Okay? All right. So, and with that understanding, the rest of this will at least make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Where? Why is this so prevalent in the lungs? Because they say lung cell tissue has the greatest affinity to attracting that spike protein that's on the outside of that COVID cell. Oh. Right? Like if it lands in other places, eh, maybe, maybe not. But apparently, lung tissue, big deal. Okay. I'm, gonna, I, I'm, I'm listening a lot. Okay. Okay. The study also only talks about CBDA and CBDG. I know a little bit about THCA. Okay, you keep saying CBDG. Oh, I'm sorry, CBGA. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm like, what? They're all acids. Gotcha. All right, so that seems to be the molecule that triggers this process. All right, all right. Let's let's uh, let's just start walking through this. So this study was done at the Science University in Portland, Oregon. Combination of one, two, three, four, five, six, six, seven, eight. Eight scientists were involved in this. I think. Okay, anyway, yeah, keep going. <laughs> uh, let's see here. It's, it talked about this cell entry inhibitors, being those two cannabinoids, by preventing the virus particles from infecting. Humus, human cells. And I know, so you can see the picture. I Wait, know. Radio can't see it. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys can't see it, but it does look just like what Ed said. The circle with <laughs> right? a bunch of little stickers all around it. All right. I'm just going to read right from the study. Mm -hmm. CBDA and CBGA were confirmed to block infection of human cells by the pseudovirus expressing the spike protein. 
More importantly, both CBDA and CBGA block infection of the original live SARS-CoV-2 virus and variants of any concern. You know, the, the new variants that are popping up? Mm-hmm. Uh, they included already the two that are already out, the one found in Italy and the one that showed up, um, uh, I, can't forget, I can't remember the other one, Africa or something, uh, something like that. So they included those two variants in their study. Okay. Uh, interesting, mm-hmm. because the variant didn't seem to matter. And they, for, they go in to say, and I probably, you know, this is probably a little further down my list, but they go in to say what an opportunity this can be because the variant has nothing to do with it. Okay. This thing can evolve as much as it wants. Try and, and it won't matter because of the way this is blocking the signal from that spike protein. Okay, well, that so sounds can, awesome. Right. And so, and, and why is this getting, uh, getting so much interest in the scientific community is because of the current vaccinations that we have to keep adjusting it. I mean, people are talking about there's years of this activity going on. Because it's going to keep mutating and, and we have to keep, keep dealing with it. Dealing with so, it. Th- so if this does pan out, it's, it's got some huge potential. Great. All right. Yeah. To get rid of this damn problem. All right. Now, between those two, and I, I knew this coming in. I'm like, okay, okay. You're talking about CBDA and CBGA. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The plant has a lot of CBGA, but not a ton. I'm sorry, a lot of CBDA, but not a ton of CBGA. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Because like, CBG okay. is such a, a minor cannabinoid. CBG is a minor cannabinoid, so the acid even less. Yeah. So what uh, they talked about were this. CBDA has more potential, both because more available in the plant mm-hmm. and also because of a hydrogen bomb bond it has, has wider effects. Okay. Okay, not just in blocking, but other components of it i could go in and read it all but nobody would understand because uh, it's a lot of terminology i even struggle pronouncing right oh we have, and we don't want you to do that so <laughs> the uh the second uh the 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 other one the cbd oh, i'm sorry the cbga <laughs> interestingly enough they discovered had more binding energy okay. meaning that quickly capable of binding or more capable of binding. So where the CBDA was had more potential because of the two things, the CBGA, uh, they determined, was pretty on spot about, there it is, and bonding right to it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's a little more aggressive. You could say that, yeah. They, they used the term energy, had okay. more binding energy. Uh, let's see here. Examples of the process. All right. Let's keep uh, reading on here. And we're just like pulling tiny little sentences out of this study because how many pages is it? Oh, good gazillions. No, I'm, yeah. I'm sure this one's only uh, 20 pages or so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The key, the key interactions for CBDA 
include the hydrogen bonding. I think I'd already shared that, so I'm going to move over to another. So how they, I'm just going to give a few statements on how they did the study. So again, you're like, okay, all right, all right. I'm connecting more dots. I got it. So they incubated the live SARS-CoV-2 virus with either CBDA or CBGA. And they also used a control vehicle, you know, so they could manage, manage to see what the effects were uh, just through their process. Mm -hmm. You would probably call it a placebo. They called it a controlled uh, a controlled vehicle. They, they term it, it was called DMSO. Again, a term I'm, uh, I'm not familiar with. Uh, and then, so once they incubated those, then they infected human cells. And then 24 hours later, they made the observation and it stated, we found an absence of SARS-CoV-2 viral RNA in cells treated with either cannabinoid. Okay, so it was not... They, they sell absence. Now, absence meaning half, a quarter, 90%, right? Yeah. So just absence. Okay. So why do I know this? Because as you read further on, you'll start, they'll start talking about success rates. Okay. You know, both in, and mostly in how much, what the concentration levels of those cannabinoids were. Uh, okay. So any questions? That, that sounds fairly, okay, fairly easy to connect with. Uh, let's keep going. Let's let's go ahead and have that conversation of how much. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. How right, much of this right. stuff, since it's not huge in a CBD product, how much do you need? I know, right? So we're going yeah. to connect the dots there as well. They suggested that for CBGA, mm -hmm. seven milligrams per milliliter was their dose. Oh, okay. So that's not that much. Now, how do I get that? Because they usually uh, use milligrams per kiloliter of mass. So, uh, so what they'll say is, you know, if you're 180 pounds, that would be, you'll, you'll, that, that's how much you would use. A seven, seven milligrams. Yeah. So I should probably state that. If you're a 180 pound person, that's what they're using. Okay. Is about seven milligrams of CBGA and about. Uh, yeah, CBGA and about eight milligrams of CBDA. Okay. Now, what the statement they made uh, was, uh, let's see here. All right. So the number of infected cells was qualified by fluorescent microscopy and the concentration that reduced pseudovirus infections by half was? Seven milligrams and Correct. eight milligrams. Correct. Okay. Correct. Well, that that's encouraging. I, I was, I'm like picturing you have to drink a whole bottle of this and a whole bottle of that. All right, all right. So now, you don't need that many milligrams. Now let's move over to just generic hemp used by responsible uh, and compliant manufacturers mm -hmm. for non-prescription and non uh, dispensary, you know, a marijuana dispensary type of can of CBD products that are out there. 
Okay, good, reliable, and full spectrum. I was going to say you can't get. Can do you get some CBDA in an isolate? Nope. No. Because just that molecule. The definition of an isolate was right. that one molecule was pulled out of the plant. Right. Okay. Now, when you have a full spectrum product, you bring the entire plant with you. You can always distill it to remove components of the plant, but the reality is the whole plant came with you. Yeah. Okay. And then you work to adjust it by removing some components of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so I should share with you that a fairly reasonable number across the board. Remember, this is a plant. And this is early in its development. So one crop over here is going to be completely different to a crop over there. Or one extraction method or one extraction facility could be different from another extraction method or extraction facility. Okay. But here's a general rule for you. On a 30 mil bottle of tincture, that's a CBD full spectrum tincture, you might expect to have about 10 milligrams of CBDA. In the whole bottle? In the whole bottle. And does it matter your, you know, is it a 500 milligram bottle? Is it a thousand? Is Not so it much. No. Not so much, because when you go to those big numbers, you're after the CBD. Right. Um, but, I mean, it can have an impact, yes. Mm -hmm. But it's not a huge. It's not going to be a huge impact. Everybody's trying to decarbolate that acid into the cannabinoid. So those bigger numbers is always, always about the, the, the CBD in it. Okay. Okay, does that make sense? Gotcha. All right. yeah. I had to get through that one myself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what's that mean? About 0.3 per milliliter. So every one milliliter dropper, you're going to get 0.3. Now, what am I sharing? Again, just what's on the general market. Yeah. Now, remember I told you CBDA, there's more abundance of that. Most of the reports I was reading, CBD, CBGA was non-detected. What does that mean? That means it's likely underneath 0.02. Or some labs use 0 0.01. So I've seen labs use 0 0.05. I've seen labs use, what, what, what are these numbers? These are the minimum detected amount. If it goes below that number, they'll put an ND on your lab test. ND standing for non-detected. So, but they had to have a starting point. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, wasn't very many tests that I could find that had any detectable CBGA. Okay. I also had to do this. I went, okay, well, when do they start measuring for CBGA? Yeah. And I know most of the lab, most of the really good labs, and I could not find one until mid-year 2020. Oh, okay. when they started to include CBGA on a test analysis. Okay, yeah, because I was like visually trying to look at a test result and I don't know, it, do they even have a CBGA in the column? I know CBG's there and... Mm -hmm. CBG's always been there, but CBGA is not until recently. Okay. I mean, not recently, 2020 is not that long. And is that, a, is that a regular panel or do you have to ask for no, those no, extra? Okay. No, so that seems to be for you know, your, your, your good labs, your standard labs, that seems to be in the profile now. 
as a cannabinoid to be measured. Good. Take, I expect more to be showing up. Really yeah, do. I mean, we say that all the time in this show that there'll be more. Yeah. Okay. Stay so tuned. What does this tell us? This tells us that concentration will have to be dealt with. Because mm -hmm. the general product on the market is not adequate enough. Nobody wants to drink an entire bottle a day uh, to be able to avoid coronavirus. The, uh, the cost of that, pretty yeah. high. Yeah, that would be, no. You don't, yeah, you don't want to do that. That's, that. <laughs> right. And who wants to drink a whole bottle of CBD oil a day? That's not my favorite thing to do, and I do it every day. All right, so I'm reading again more for, right from the study. CBDA and CBGA are both able to block cell entry by the SARS-CoV-2. The, con the concentrations needed to block infections by 50% of the virus is high, but might be clinically achievable. Now, remember that statement because I'm also going to share the perspectives from other uh, people in the community. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that piece will come up. Uh, let's see here. Now, they also showed that CBDA administered orderly to human, human volunteers showed greater bioavailability, greater bioavailability than CBD. Now, what that means to me is that you have to take a lot more CBD to get the same bio, the same bioavailability as CBDA. Okay. Okay. So you don't need at that, that concentration level to be incredibly high like CBD is. CBD is very concentrated in hemp. Yeah. There's a lot of it in there, uh, but you do need higher than what we're currently seeing. Okay. Okay. Uh, they also had to make this statement. Also, although no data on the bioavailability of CBGA are not yet available, the data for CBDA suggest that the concentrations for CBGA should also be possible. Okay. Just want to share that note on there. Okay. CBD is... Its activation of the immune mechanism also makes an interesting argument with these guys because the potential of uh, the poten potentially having, and this was very, I'll, I'll just read it. Uh, let's see. These mechanisms are not mutually exclusive. That means the mechanism from the CBDA the CBGA, and the CBD, how it activates your immune system. They're not mutually accessible, uh, exclusive. And it remains possible that multiple com... I'm sorry. And it remains possible that multiple cannabinoids and complex mixtures from plant extracts could act independently to inhibit SARS-CoV-2, potentially leading to enhanced effectiveness when compared to an individual compound. So they're suggesting here that, okay, we can go out and extract a lot of CBDA and administer it. But this, con this conversation is going towards, well, wait a minute, I think other cannabinoids are 
are having a positive impact. It's it's more of the synergistic. I was going to say, don't the you want the, want the entourage effect? You don't want to just take CBDA. You want everybody in there working, although maybe a full-spectrum product with a little added CBDA would be what the future is going to look like. Well, it definitely. <laughs> everybody's sta stating the same. Hey, let's get some more work done on this. Yeah, as uh, always, right? They still made another statement in here. Our data shows minimal, minimal impact of the variant lineages. In other words, it doesn't really seem to matter. So, so it as the very as the as the virus mutates, there's minimal impact. This process that they've discovered is minimally impacted by that. So it goes in, it's trying to do its thing, it's yeah. trying, it's trying, it's trying, and it just doesn't. And then it just what does it do? Just dies. Flushed out. It gets just flushed out. Gets flushed out. Okay. Correct. Yeah, they had some images on that as well. Well, we like that. <laughs> right. Let's just flush it right out. Down the toilet it goes. All right. A little bit of other things about this, uh, and then we're going to take a break, uh, is that uh, authors seem to be checked. The, this, uh, this study was reviewed, and the authors declared no competing financial interest. Good. And today, that's a that's a, always a wise thing for me to look for. Well, yeah, because some of the studies out there are, yeah, biased financially. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Okay, let's take a break, and when we come back, let's dig into this a little bit more and try to give you useful knowledge on this. So when you're seeing it come across your news screen or your social media feed. You can go, yeah, I get it, I get I, it. I get it, yeah, because, again, just don't go and try and read the study. I mean, you can if you're a scientist <laughs> or a doctor or somebody like oh, that, of people. course, but. Well, everybody, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and 
and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the That's info at the com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, welcome back, listeners. Here we are, CBD Ed Show. Doing another review. Doing another review. All right. Okay, let's talk about this. This is CBDA and CBGA cell entry inhibitors of the coronavirus. Let's talk. Okay. So what are the perspectives out there? And maybe if we kind of get everybody else's opinions, we can add it to the review of the study we did in the first half. Uh, What does the market say? So the market, when I say the market, I'm mostly pointing at those who are in the space of cannabis, manufacturing, distribution, growing. All right, they all have a need, and we've already discussed this a gazillion times. Somebody give us some clinical, conclusive, please give us something that we can stick to. That we can, we know what the heck we're doing. Yeah. And so there is a frustration there. So you, if I follow through, you know, all the responses uh, from all the big, you know, Forbes and all the people who put this study out last week, you know, that's what I'm getting. I'm like, ah, really? Come on, guys, move this stuff along. We're, what, they're, what, what I'm telling you, I'm finding that their frustration has led them to step two, which is, all right, we got to do our own studies. And well, the cost of that is ter- it's horrendous. Yeah, it's right. just, it's so much. And it, it, as long, if FDA and DEA would just do what they need to do, then, right, and then and release the plant that's what they want they want they want the agencies to move all right go ahead move we're, we'll, we'll accept whatever just move yeah um so they're frustrated the market is also frustrated in two ways one is right chair they want to jump in and start doing their studies but they're also this this no one's allowed to make claims uh, is a frustrating point for two reasons. One is the reputable people can't make a good claim, even if there is studies that they've started to afford on their own. Uh, they have to go against unscrupulous business people who are making claims uh, without anything justifying them, right? Yeah. Just to get the sale. So again, common for new markets, very frustrating. That's how the market is seeing this. Um, and they're suspicious that it's just not going to have any potential. It's not going to have any legs. It's not going to keep going. Well, it needs to keep going. It's, it's certainly not as thorough as it needs to be, but that's where it should start. That's where it should start. And that's the bad th- And that's why we jump, like, yeah. l- literally leap at any little tiny <laughs> thing that comes out. True. And Very blow true. it into this huge 
thing. Um, I mean, I haven't had any customers yet come into the store looking for a bottle of CBDA or, you know, right. CBGA. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not in the near future because everybody, you know, takes this stuff and goes, oh, my God, this is what we need to do. And, yeah. And we need to charge triple for it. And the, the, I, oh, <laughs> I don't want that to happen because yeah. just stay calm and take your CBD. Yes, yes, that was that was uh, a suggestion is to just lower lower the expectations here. Yes. Let the work get done right. that it needs to get done. All right, well, let's talk about the public. Mm -hmm. Public seems to be all about this one thing. It want, They want it to be true. Yeah, That's, well, of course. That was just over and over and over again. We just want this to be true. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice, um, and, and not that it's a lie, not that it's not true. It just needs more Well, that follows with the second. The second piece I got from that was they have no faith in media or the agencies. So right. they do, they're extremely skeptical, skeptical that somebody is going to do something, pull it, mislead just something right so those are the three places they want it to be true they have no faith in media or agencies and they're very skeptical of the views yeah yeah all right um we have a good relationship with uh, a online presence called project cbd mm -hmm. who puts out a lot of good knowledge yes and when i read through their notes they had a chance to to uh, speak with a scientist that was qualified to answer some questions and, and ask him about his perspective on the review. And to summarize that conversation, and by the way, you can find it uh, if you go to projectcbd.com. Mm -hmm. Is it .com? No, I'm sorry, projectcbd.org. Yes. Uh, if you go there, you can, you can read for yourself, but I'm just going to summarize it. One, uh, in the first part, he suggests, you know what, really, I'm, I'm, I'm not very excited about this because... It's mostly. Take your. Microphone. I want to read it. I want to read it directly. He's trying to look at his computer. Take your microphone with you. It's it moves. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it's it's just petri dishes and test tubes. Right. Uh, I'm just kind of really summarizing it now without yeah. reading. Mm -hmm. So and so this just from a fellow scientist. He's like, I need more. Right. Yeah, you got you got to give me more. Yeah. There also seems to be an issue, and the term is molarity. Molarity is a function of concentration of something within the human body, it, it, mostly cell, mostly cell tissue or, or human tissue. Now, the study referred to this a little bit, talking about the need for concentration talked about some bioavailability, but I think this particular scientist was, you know, that nothing there was very specific. Yeah. And there is some knowledge here that is that we all possess already about where limits are and so forth and so on, and he didn't really touch in on that, and there, thereby that component of it is really hard to grasp onto. Can't really go, oh, that, that sounds like that's something we can kind of hang her hat on, it's, it's, they, there needs to be a lot more work there. Yeah. So there's a caution. There was a caution from that scientist that they hadn't gone far enough. Okay. Like there's not enough here uh, to, uh, to weigh in on yet. Okay. That's kind of in general. 
Uh, he did not, I, I didn't get from him that he went, oh, this is crap. I got from him that it just wasn't done yet. They just haven't have moved it far enough. Do they uh, have to like? Does that mean they have to do it with humans and actually? No, I think they have to get to that state that 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 uh, that term that concentration. I think that has to be answered. The body has certain understandable limits and criterias, and we also know already know the plant has these are minor cannabinoids, so. So those two made perfect sense to me too. Mm -hmm. Like, is this really possible? Is a question that needs to be answered. Okay. Right? Okay, good. Um, and I hope I shared this view well. I did write this up, but I left it on my desk. And yeah. So here I'm trying to just do it right from their article online. Okay, let's keep going. When reviewing a study, what is important? What should you be looking for? I always just go straight to the summary. <laughs> no, she didn't. She just asked me. <laughs> no, you didn't. I, I go there first. I, I don't blame you at all, 100%. All right, some important pieces about a study. Right, peer-reviewed. Is it peer-reviewed? Right. And how do you know it's peer-reviewed? Yeah, that's a good question because I, I, really, I wouldn't know. <laughs> there are, there, there's two really good places to go. One is the, the place where it's publicized. Oh, that's right, your Google Scholar. A lot of these places, well, no, Google Scholar, no, no, that's just an abundance of them. Oh, okay. All right? But you can still slip one in there. It's not peer-reviewed. Mm. Uh, but if you go to a publishing house, that house may only allow peer-reviewed items in it. Gotcha. They but then you have only... to pay for it? No, nah, not always. Oh. This one, this one's peer-reviewed, and it's open to the public. Okay. So open to the public is, you know, is something that the author can request. You know, hey, I want everybody to see this. And someone, you know, no, I, I want somebody to pay me. I did a lot of work here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so peer review. And then the other, sometimes you can actually read at the beginning of, you know, right underneath the title, it'll have a check mark if it's been peer reviewed. Or it'll have a statement if it's peer reviewed. Okay. Worth questioning. I'm telling you, really worth questioning. Yeah. Uh, I always look for conflict of interest. And it'll either say, it'll say something about interest, financial interest, conflict of interest, a statement, there'll be something there that will, if it's a if it's a peer-reviewed study, it'll have that statement in there. Okay. Usually it's at the end, uh, not at the beginning. When they talk about experiments, experiments fall into these categories. And these are major categories. I'm no scientist, but I just know that these are the major categories. Uh, cell culture models is one. So that's a type of experience or experiment. You know, they put some cells in a dish and giddy up. Mm -hmm. Let's start injecting it and towing some stuff in there. Then you have in vitro. Again, that is that's working with the cell or molecule outside of the organism. Then you have in vivo. That's doing the study while it's still in the organism. Then you have animal trials and human trials. Okay. And you got to kind of like understand, well, where is this at? Because if it's still in cell culture models, that's so early in. Well, I mean, you would think that you would have to take these steps, right? These are the steps that you have to take because yeah. you don't want to just go straight to the human. No, and, I spent a lot and of money and it didn't work. Infect them with COVID. Yeah. Right, yeah. And it didn't oh, work. Too. Yeah. Just 
kind of like when we were talking about the vaccines way back when they started with this group of people and then they expanded it. Yep. Okay. Yep. There are, and, and these next few usually can be vetted out if it's peer reviewed, if, especially if enough peers look at it. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can see in a lot of publications, I've actually seen how many reviews they've gotten. Oh. So, but anyway, these next couple can usually get kind of, you know, can get surfaced. Uh, first one is fudging the figures. Mm. Right. So, How would you know that as, as I mean, I would your, not. Only your peers would. Okay, yeah. So if you're concerned about figure, figures being fudged, <laughs> look at how many peer, look how many reviews. If you got, you know, 100 reviews, you're like, nah, no, those figures got to be pretty good. Okay. Uh, how about Filtering the findings. I do this all the time. I'm, a, I'm good at sales. I'm going to tell you all the good stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. We're, we're just going to leave the other stuff <laughs> for you to discover on your own. Exactly. Go, go to Yelp <laughs> and see if you can find the bad reviews. And, and, well, this is you all the time. I'm just going to go right to the summary. Yes. <laughs> or I know. the conclusion. <laughs> That's filtering. Yes. Uh, and then last is unvetted science. In other words, you're using your own interpretation of some control set or data set, or right? So it's not been vetted by the the, the uh, your peers or the you know, the community. Okay, okay. Okay. So this study has you've checked all those off, and it's it, it they're all okay. Did you checked? All uh, those? I'm not a peer, so I'm just sharing. Right. What I know. If you wanted to look at one of these studies and get a feel for how legitimate it may be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, did and it you, feel legit to me? Yeah, Absolutely. that's what I'm asking. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. It did, it did. Um, okay, now let's move into one other place. If you decide this is still something you want to do, let us give you some knowledge there too. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the bus moves slow. We know this. We also know that cannabis is, they, they've already said it's, okay, hey, you're okay. Body has a, has a good safety profile. Mm-hmm. All right. So you decide, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Uh, then let's give you some help there. First of all, I read a lot of statements. Uh, from Comments from? Popula- from, the, from the population that mm-hmm. went, woohoo, could sit around and smoke pot all day and not get COVID. Okay, no. This is not true. That and this study do not go together. I'm not suggesting that's not going to happen, but this study and that statement are not together. They don't go together. All right, so if you are smoking marijuana, recreational marijuana, then you are not going to get anywhere near the volumes of CBDA and CBD or CBGA that they were referring to. You won't get anywhere near it, anywhere. Is that because you're combusting or is that because it's? Combusting has a a, uh, component of it. Okay. Just quantity has Mm -hmm. a component of it. Remember, these are all high THC products. Right. That cannabinoid has been influenced in that line of, of cannabis. Okay, can you smoke hemp? You can smoke hemp again. not bad. It, you, and you can smoke hemp. Uh, and still, we've already talked about concentrations 
and the body availability. They haven't dialed that in yet, but yes, the answer would be that would probably be a little bit more friendly. Okay. Towards this study. But it sounds like it sounds like an oil or a, or a capsule or those type situations are well, your best bet to what get. If you go, what if you go to any of those? You could go to any of those if you understood how much was present in the product mm -hmm. and what your bioavailability when you consumed it. All right. Let's, talk, let's go to one where we know is fairly easy, and that is a tincture. CBD tincture product. So we already shared with you, if it's a full spectrum, it's going to have about 0.3 milligrams of CBDA and bioavailability under the gland, in the glands under your tongue are fairly good. So you're going to get the majority of that in there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, I mean, so that's kind of go from there. That's the best way to, to get it. Do you think that you're going to be starting to see manufacturers put those numbers on labels of how I, much? I'm sure they. I'm sure they've already started. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now, but how do you know for sure? Right. There's only one way. We've shared this with you before. Test result. Gotta get. Gotta look at a test result. Yeah. It the test result should demonstrate how much is how much it is per milliliter and how much it is for the entire container. But it might say that in different ways. And it might use grams instead of uh, uh, milligrams, instead of milliliters. So you can interpret this, just look at it and just think through it. Okay. The, the decision on how to show those measurements are up to the manufacturer. When they go to a testing facility, they get, they, they, that's their chance to say, I would like the data presented this way. So if you're if you're say oh, I'm interested I want to try I want to do CBD just for I mean it sounds like it's just a good wellness idea for me I want to just start doing this just in case yeah, COVID yeah. whatever get some benefits out of just it. a yeah. wellness thing yeah. would you be okay if you got say I mean I want to say 500 because the store to, really doesn't have anything uh, lower than that it is a bottle a 500 full spectrum or even a 300 full spectrum is are you getting enough on a daily basis if you're doing a oh you're asking the wrong a dropper. person so let's reference it to the study yeah because that's really i love your question right but i don't think it's fair to the audience that we answer that the study suggested if it got to that seven yeah milligrams per milliliter then half of the viruses would not stick would okay. not stay Okay, so All we right. don't know the answer to that yet. Where we do not. exactly where we, and what then that's you not get. the other. Then you have the concentration rate of the the human the tissue, uh, in the human body. So you have both of those to have yet to be vetted out. Okay. Okay. All right. I just was trying to head off the pass, you know, to right, when I have right. customers come in and I'm like, no, you don't need to buy the four thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, so, so we got us, the source is this. If, if this was interesting to you, you'd have to go full spectrum mm -hmm. so that you can get those two minor cannabinoids. You may not see CBGA show up because it may be in too small of a presence. Yeah. Uh, and you'll hit that non-detected. Uh, you also want to have confidence in the manufacturer or the person who's selling your product. 
confidence level number one is they provide you with a test that's a really good indicator. Mm -hmm. If they have a retail brick and mortar, that's pretty good too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, how about a cost? So your cost. So and Kim, you were talking about three hundred, about five hundred, about a thousand. So it sounds like to me you're anywhere from thirty to hundred dollars a month. Right. Thirty to a hundred. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and you, you know, and that's what I was trying to get at. Like, I guess we can't narrow it down. I can't, you can't say this. We know that yeah. there's more probably CBDA in a thousand, but uh, there's probably hard, enough in a thousand. It's so hard to predict it. Yeah. After it's gone through all its processes, very difficult to predict it. But the report's going to be accurate because the report is always on a finished product. Yeah. And then a broad spectrum. Is that going to be, uh, I'm talking about a true broad spectrum, not some of the Yeah, if it's things. a true broad spectrum, then all they did was, they, they, nothing in this report talked about THC. Right. All right, they did talk about THCA, mm -hmm. which could be in a broad spectrum, uh, but all a broad spectrum is, is they distilled out the THC. Right. That's okay. all. Okay. All right, let's, because um, we've got to get close to wrapping here, let's talk about the future. The future is going to be, I think this is really going to be cool, is they're going to take this data, they're going to understand the concentration levels needed, and hopefully be able to reference some biomarkers that have already been established. And then the extractors are going to go to work, and the farmers are going to go to work, and they're going to find out how to get to those levels out of the plant now that we understand what levels were effective in the body. Mm -hmm. That's where I see a future. Yeah. I well, know. I mean, there might be a ways away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and it's funny that there. I mean, in the beginning, it was just the molecules, the big yeah. present ones, the CBD and the C THC, and now we're talking little baby acids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they're not done discovering what's in this plant. Right. So there. That's more about our future. Okay, guys. So that's going to be our show today on reviewing that latest study on coronavirus uh, being stopped by cannabinoids. Uh, I want to really put a shout out to the team, Project CBD, for all the work they put in. Uh, I think we're all aligned. I love it. We love giving you guys potential knowledge that could be helpful to you. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned for our next show. It's going to be CBD and migraines. We have a lot of people talking about this, so we are going to see if we can help there with reviewing a bunch of studies. CBD and migraines. Okay, so that's going to be a wrap for today's show. Feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms if you have questions or requests. This is Ed. And this is Kim. Sharing what's possible with natural pharmacology. Bye, everybody. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon.